Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm George Malin, a, a journalist with Quectel Wireless Solutions, and I'm delighted to introduce today's topic, which is why smart meter success is a balancing act between power usage, ease of deployment, cost and connectivity. I'm delighted to welcome today's speakers. We have with us uh, Faramash Maksuku, the Senior Director of Business Development for Energy and Utilities at Qualcomm, and Nisek Yalsinkaya, the Vice President of Products at Quectel. Nisek, turning to you first, what are the common mistakes made in developing smart meters and which integration challenges are often overlooked? Uh, thanks, George. It's, it's a good question, right? So one of the things, right, um, uh, that needs to be paid attention is the reliability because these devices are going to be in the field for a very long time. It might be a very long time, even specific people who have made decision and choosing certain components and parts might not be in the same company because the life expectancy of, of these devices in the field for about 20 years. So it really requires a lot of really uh, uh, thinking in, in designing a very reliable system because these systems will be there for a long time. And these systems, uh, because when uh, you know, everybody knows that not, not a single system is, is very, very robust. It could be have a bug that a very um, rare, but it could be a very corner, corner case. So those things need to be upgraded over, over time. So it's important to make sure that over the life cycle of this device, there is a plan in place to be able to upgrade if there are any issues that's that is met in, in the field during deployment or after the deployment, like maybe a couple of years down the line. So those are the things that needs to be looked and sometimes overlooked and make sure that the module that is being chosen is very capable uh, of um, getting upgraded over time or, or enhanced without getting physically taking it out and, 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 and reworking it. So that requires, of course, over there upgrade. And one of the other things that is really important is, of course, is the security of, of these devices and make sure that uh, the, the firmware is, is digital assigned. Uh, people cannot really put a mal mal malware on, on these devices. So those are the really challenges that we deal with. And the other thing is, of course, these modules needs to be globally available in, in, in the specific regions, because as we know, there are multiples of MNOs in, in everywhere and, and scalability is, is important to be able to switch the, switch the carriers when, when needed, because sometimes the data plans and the cost of the data varies and, and, and these companies need to be able to adapt to, to those changes and that requires able to switch uh, switch the, the, the ISP and that requires really um, to be able to manage the SIM on these devices that requires uh, SIM management capabilities, eSIM capabilities on this device without, without working these devices out again. So these are the challenges that we see. Great, thank you. You touched on it earlier that metering is a, a large uh, global market but that also means that it's fragmented with um, different regulations and um, different policies and uh, and laws in effect um, from market to market. Um, what standardization efforts uh, are you seeing and will we see more global products uh, come to market? 
I think we're seeing that, right? As I said, when it depends on, depending on the LPWA deployments, some of the choices that was made is, is a CAD-M, for example, only module, and some of the choices <laughs> based on NBIOT because, because of the availability or, or some of the reasons. But we're seeing a more and more global module requirement coming uh, into the market because these devices could be deployed anywhere and they don't want to really spend another engineering effort to verify these devices. We're seeing uh, more and more um, uh, global band support across uh, the world. We're seeing more and more uh, eSIM, like EICC requirement to be able to manage these devices uh, over there, right? And we're seeing more and more uh, uh, more and more requirement in terms of lasting these devices into market. So those are the things that's coming and we are seeing these are becoming kind of global standard from different uh, different vendors uh, coming into as part of the RFPs. So we see more global markets, devices actually coming into the market. That it, and, and the other thing is that these, these modules have, have come down in, in pricing significantly to make it both, both uh, LTEs was the NBIOT, uh, you know, uh, embedded into these devices from the very start. Sure. Thanks, Nisa. So, Faramas, do you um, foresee utility companies being able to utilize smart meter connectivity to enable other services and, and value adds potentially uh, for an ecosystem of partners? Uh, yes, as uh, uh, as we as we mentioned, these uh, uh, next generation of smart meters are expected to uh, support. Uh, applications at the edge running on the meter itself. One of these applications is uh, load disaggregation. So what that is, is that uh, the meter will be able to distinctly identify different loads and any uh, local generation or storage that may be present behind the, uh, the meter. But for a utility, this information is very useful because uh, they can then in turn offer dynamic rates to incentivize customers to uh, shift their flexible loads uh, to the extent that they can to different times of day to match the, uh, the available generation from the grid. So this flattening of the uh, generation curve and, and dynamically balancing uh, supply and demand would, uh, would let the utility reduce the overall cost of uh, power generation, which in turn saves uh, money for customers, and it also reduces harmful emissions from, from power plants. So uh, just the analytics that can be extracted from the meter can have, uh, can open, uh, open, open uh, possibilities for new services and savings for customers. Now beyond the, behind the meter, uh, load disaggregation and services directed at customers, Utilities can also use uh, measurements that, uh, that come from the meter, especially high resolution data to look into the grid and see if there are any signs of uh, a failure or anomaly. So for example, uh, a spike in voltage could be an early indication of a, uh, of a transformer's failure or pending failure. And if that's the case, the utility can uh, proactively address that and and make sure the uh, the equipment stays online or uh, is repaired so that uh, service continuity is maintained. Similar to this, uh, utilities can also de detect faults in their uh, distribution lines. They can also detect outages, and all of these would go to uh, to improve the uh, quality of power for the customers at the end.
thanks very much. Now let's turn uh, back to Nisek for our final question. Um, what is Quetel's role in helping to develop smart meters that can connect easily to available networks, meet the power consumption needs of long battery life requirements, and can operate at temperature extremes? Yeah. So it's a very good question. So as I said, we're the module vendor and these module vendors are, are really the, at the core of these devices uh, because these modules are becoming more and more smart by having a CPU uh, available. So you can do a lot of stuff, applications development on the, on the module itself. So we are introducing more and more cost effective and smart modules into this ecosystem. The other things that we are doing, of course, uh, is eSIM. Uh, capability on these modules so that, as I said in, in prior question, that these makes um, these modules or, or carriers a lot more easier to manage. It could be MNO, it could be MVNO, but having that capability in there and able to manage with the cloud system makes it extremely easy to deploy and manage later on. Some of the things that we are also doing, as I said, the power requirement is extremely brutal, mainly because as I said, the life expectancy for certain use case goes up to 15 to 20 years. And that requires a, a, a continuous uh, uh, you know, optimization of the power consumption of the module. So we work with uh, chipset vendors as well as internal with our R&D uh, not only optimize the power, but also optimize the certain parameters that will affect the power consumption. That's a, a, a continuous effort that we, we continue to do. And other things that we do, of course, uh, the, the, these devices are subject to extreme heats. It could be extremely cold, it could be extremely hot, depending on when it's being deployed, indoor, outdoor, or under the, uh, and, and, uh, under the ground, it could be for the utilities. So for that reason, we do a lot of reliability testing uh, on these devices, basically life tests to make sure that it will last 15 to 20 years, that's, that's expected. So that requires um, temperature timber testing and, 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 and time testing. So those are the things that we heavily invest in the R&D to, to make these devices last this long. Other things that we are doing, of course, is working with the tier one customers and actually sometimes being their ODM to manufacture these boards. We learn a lot uh, uh, in, in terms of the overall system, not only the just cellular part of it. So we continue to you know, optimize and improve uh, our module from interface perspective, power consumption perspective and, and, and reliability perspective for, for temperature. And other things that we actually being in, be, being uh, to be able to help this ecosystem, we, we not only have a, a complete design capabilities for these boards and the, uh, and also like antenna capabilities to make sure that the you know antenna over the air performance of these devices are optimal and meet all the requirements that's needed. So so those are the things that we are doing as 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 Quactel to to you know improve and enhance this ecosystem. Great. That concludes the podcast. So many thanks to uh, Faramash Maksuku, the Senior Director of Business Development for Energy Utilities at Qualcomm for joining us today. And also, of course, Nisat Yelsinkaya, the Vice President of Products uh, from Quectel. Um, we do hope you'll be able to join us uh, on a future Quectel podcast. Uh, and in the meantime, have a good rest, a good rest of your day. Thank you and goodbye.